bring the heart. It's time to get loud. Let's go! Because this is Betfred Super League. Bring it on. Hello there, and once again, it's a warm welcome to you all. Thanks for joining in the fun on another Eddie and Steve-O, the podcast. Arguably the brightest and best rugby league podcast doing the rounds in 2022. Well, we think it is anyway. And it's sponsored and supported, as always, by the game's major sponsors, Betfred, of course. And as usual, so much to get through this week, so let's get stuck into it right away, because the man himself is waiting for us, as always, Mike Stevenson, of course. Steve-O, I thought we'd be reflecting this week on Toulouse's first Super League win, but it was not to be. Harry Smith's last-minute drop goal for Wigan pinched the points. Left poor old Toulouse, I'd imagine, broken-hearted, but what an effort from them. Yeah, well, I think it's shown to a lot of people, especially the clubs that are going to have now to go down to the south of France, that it's not going to be an easy meet. Let's face it, you and I were talking over the past two or three weeks and we're saying, oh, you know, poor to lose. They probably won't win a game, etc. and so forth. But they are really fired up and they've sent out a warning. Okay, they lost by the drop goal, but they have sent out a warning that anyone who else is going to come down to Toulouse, they're going to have a game on their hands. And I think that that was part of a great weekend of rugby league. It was, it was. Tony Gigo for the Toulouse Olympique side, he, he apparently was at his brilliant best. His drop goal attempt was charged down uh, late on, and guess what? Wigan goes straight up the other end, and they got the drop goal from, from Smith. It's a cruel game, Steve-O, isn't it, at times? <laughs> Listen, I know that, and you know that, and uh, I'm sure that, you know, the fans down in the south of France, at least it gives them some hope they will attract more and more people to come and see the game. And, that, and that's, that's a positive. And talking of which, Catalan, how good is that? What, they had nine French players playing over the weekend. Now, that just shows you that their development down there is top class. Very much so. I mean, they came to Warrington uh, with an understrength side. Warrington were virtually at full strength and boy, what a performance from the Dragons. I mean, you're right. You know, they're building something special again uh, in Perpignan, aren't they? Well, they certainly are. Look, McNamara, he said for over the past two, three years that it will take a bit of time to be able to get into the junior development areas in the south of France. And that was on show. What, nine players they didn't have available? Four of the top stars did not start the game, absolutely blitzed them. They did. Uh, Catalan without a complete first-choice front row. No Sam Tompkins, of course. 
Fuad Yaha was warming up. He cried off with a hamstring strain in the in the warm up. Um, you know they haven't beaten Warrington at Warrington in over a decade. Well, they have now, uh, and it's no second season syndrome down there by the looks of things. No, well, we all expected it. We all said that perhaps you know that it's what Hulkings and Rovers are going through at the same point in time, and we expected them to be a dip, but not against Warrington. They were they were superb. They it showed that they can blend a team together. Now, Powell, the coach of Warrington, he was more than just upset. He thought it was one of the worst performances in regards to effort from any team that is coached. Now, that is a big blast to the players. And they'll have to pick up the ball and run a little bit quicker than they, they did against Catalan. Definitely. I mean, his, his face was a, a study all the way through the match. He was He was really really disappointed uh, and of course next up for Warrington they travel to St Helens this weekend <laughs> it's, you, do you know do you know something it, it would be just like Warrington to go to St Helens and put up a show and actually come away with the points you never know uh, I'm taking a big deep breath there Eddie. <laughs> uh, I noticed I, that I would find that well very surprising if they do I mean look when your coach gives you a blast, you, you, they will all pull together and say, yeah, we weren't at our best. Uh, because if they're not at their best, St. Helens will just rip them apart. They cannot afford to play St. Helens and not get stuck in in the opening 15, 20 minutes. If they allow Saints to get that ball control and get that offensive going, especially down the middle with the big forwards, uh, the St. Helens three quarters will just rip them apart and Powell knows that and I'm sure that even while we're doing this podcast he will have them all in that dressing room and saying it was not good enough and good on him yeah it wasn't acceptable a lot of disappointed Warrington supporters around here as you can imagine and of course while Warrington were going down badly uh, St. Helens who went to Hull Kingston Rovers it looked like a a tricky appointment for them, but flipping heck, Steve, they blew Hull KR away, 42 points to eight. Yeah, as you say, uh, second season syndrome about regard to the Rovers, but uh, look, I've been saying it and I'm not changing my mind. It, it's going to be a good team that beat St. Helens this year. Uh, Christian Wolfe has just caught them ticking over. Oh, just unbelievable. And also, he's another coach that's bringing in good young players into the scheme of things. He knows the importance of having to, shall we say, replace some of the older players over the next couple of seasons. And that's why they've been so successful, because they can do that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now, um, I just want to go back to uh, Wigan for a moment, because they are spending a full week in the sunshine of the south of France because they have a fairly important match against the Catalan Dragons in Perpignan on Saturday afternoon. But um, you know what? I can see somebody down there in London getting on the phone to one of these uh, cheap airlines and booking a flight. I can, I can see you down there before long. You know, the wine is calling, the French food is calling, and now Toulouse and Catalan playing in successive weeks. You'll be off soon. I can see it coming. Well, there's an opportunity, and uh, if I can get a cheap flight, Eddie, you know I'm a bit, <laughs> I'm a bit strict with my wallet. Uh, you, you've never seen it, that's for sure. Correct. Uh, I, 
I think the biggest thing about it, I think it's a damn good idea that they've been arranged so that one team can stay down in the south of France when they play both the French French sides. I think that's a good idea. Um, but sometimes it can be a, a bad idea because oh, it's very, very pleasant down there, as you've mentioned. A uh, little bit of sunshine on the back, but you never know, it could affect them. <laughs> now, I think, I think the new coach is doing a damn fine job. And, and uh, I suppose in many ways, uh, a lot of people were thinking that um, they've got to show up against Catalan, especially under the way that Catalan just, just absolutely pushed Warrington all over the place. They probably won't find it as easy against uh, against a Wigan side, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It will. Well, Wigan and Saints, of course, top of the table. Um, they are unbeaten with eight points apiece from four games. Um, Huddersfield now, Steve-O, the third in the table. It was a notable win for them and Ian Watson, uh, coach up against his former club. Massive win against Salford for them. Uh, 34 points to two. You actually tipped Huddersfield to do something this year, didn't you? Started these podcasts. Yeah, look, I, I've got a lot of faith in Ian Watson as a coach. And in his first season with the Giants, a lot of people said, well, we expected a little bit more. And sometimes it takes a while to, to bed into a new side. And he has developed them to such an extent. They are playing out of the skin. It's something that I like to watch because they're, they're adventurous and Watson, when he was at Salford, he did exactly the same thing. They had good success there. And it was a smart move by the Giants to say, well, come over and change our attitude. And boy, hadn't they? 34-2. Though it was surprising, uh, the Salford coach, they kicked a goal and were leading 2-0. And he said he wasn't too unhappy with about their performance. Well, at thirty-four-two, um, yeah. I wonder what I wonder what will make him unhappy. <laughs> well, I think he might have changed his mind by now. But um, the, the the players that are catching the eye at Huddersfield, uh, Lola here uh, and Will Price, this young Will Price, is getting rave reviews. He's being, of course, allegedly touted by the Australian clubs. How dare they, Steve-O, touting for talent? But the, but I mean, Will Price, he is absolutely fantastic at the moment what a future this young man has got and it's great to have so many young kids coming through relief and revenge maybe for Castleford's Lee Radford what a sweet win against his former employers Hull uh, again with a bit of a patched up side because of injury and suspension uh, and only settled by a Gareth O'Brien drop goal you must be having the time of your life when we're talking about drop goals all the time why not? They're important. <laughs> they, are. Hey, they are. Hey, a lot of fans used to say to me, oh, I wish you'd stop going on and on and on about that drop goal. Well, maybe the Wigan fans might be happy this uh, this last weekend. Um, <laughs> they won't be complaining about the drop goal, will they? Look, no. it's, an, it's an important facet of our game. And a lot of people can't understand that. Well, it is an important facet. And, and as I say, the, the Gareth O'Brien drop goal, three minutes from time, just settled the nerves. What an emotional win for Lee, though. You know, sacked, sacked. And I think, and still believe this, so cruelly sacked in front of the live television audience in 2020. Uh, he'll be a happy man right now. And we'll hope that he'll be able to build on this victory. I think Mr. Radford will be uh, enjoying a few beers this week.
Indeed, indeed. Hull, uh, Brett Hodgson, he said his men, they didn't really show up with um, with the right attitude. Uh, I find that hard to believe against against their former coach. Yeah, well, I suppose he's it, it, probably looking for answers that perhaps were not on show. I think you've got to look at uh, all the facets of being a coach. We've already discussed how, uh, how Powell said that, you know, it's blasted his players. Sometimes you've got to do that. Sometimes you can't just say, well, you know, everything's going sweet, because it isn't. And I, I, getting back to Powell, I liked his idea of the fact that he said, look, I know we've had three wins, and we went into this game pretty confident, right, against Catalan. But he's all said, he's always said over those three games, he said, we haven't played the best rugby league football that I'm sure we can get. And that's a positive, and he's every right to give him a blast. And uh, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure that the whole coach will be doing just the same. Indeed, uh, relief then for Lee Radford and Castleford. Um, same, I think, should be said about Richard Agar. You know, they went to Wakefield, which again usually is always a, a tricky place for Leeds to go, but they went there with all guns blazing. They were thirty points to nil up at half time. Wakefield were awful in that first half. They rallied a bit in the second half. But, um, you know, Leeds off the mark and Richard Agar will be a relieved man. Do you think Do you think it's a bit unfair, Stevo, for people like Lee Radford, people like Sylvain Houles in the south of France, um, people uh, like any coach that is, is suffering at the start of the season after only four games, do you think it's unfair we should put them under such pressure. I don't mean we, the royal we, I mean the game. The, Richard Agar, under pressure, no question, at Leeds before last week. You know? <laughs> well, well, Eddie, uh, it was you that brought it up. About, <laughs> well, he admitted, about Richard, he admitted about he Richard was. Agar. Yeah, he admitted but he was did, under pressure. What did I say? I said three losses were against three of the top sides. You've got to look into that and say, well, you know, these are the, the the three sides that we've we've lost against, but we'll be up there fighting to get to the grand final. And I said it was only a matter of time that when it comes around to it, it was a good win. You know, 34-18. Wakefield have got some very good players, but they just looked a little bit lost in that first 40 minutes. They came back, but it was too late. They did come back, but it was too late. Uh, Ash Handley, um, you know, he, he really... Uh, showed Sean Wayne that maybe he should be in the the England 30-man squad, which we're going to come on to in a moment, because Sean was in the crowd at Wakefield, and Ash Handley <laughs> came up with a hat-trick, didn't he? Yeah, and I thought it was a nice dig, the way that the, way that, uh, that the coach, Richard Agar, said, uh, well, he wanted to prove a point. And proving the point, Eddie, is what Sean, uh, Sean Wayne wants. It's as simple as that, because when he takes on Ellery Hanley's um, All-Stars the All-Stars should be selecting those players that are on the fringe and I'd be very surprised if Ellery Hanley does not pick those players, the likes of Connor we spoke about Connor, what a great player he is, what a tough player he is and that's what we need, especially when it comes to internationals and World Cup uh, and I'd be surprised if, if, if if Hanley did not pick those type of players that who have just missed out on his 30-man squad. 
Yeah, I, I just wonder that too, whether Ellery will give uh, some of them a, a chance to prove a point to Sean Wayne. What about uh, Ellery's appointment as the combined nation's all-stars against England in this World Cup warm-up at Warrington in June? He's got a, uh, Sean Wayne against him. Sean has said the match for him is win or bust. He's really passionate about the task. Uh, and, and I suppose, in many ways, Sean needs a victory. But but Ellery is the man who's been chosen. Now, if you look at Ellery's record, and he's charismatic, there is no question about that. But yeah. term, in terms of coaching, I don't think he's coached for 14 years since he had a spell at Doncaster in 2008. Is he there to coach this team, or is he there to promote this match? Uh, you forgot one thing. They've decided on Ellery Hanley because he knows the opposition coach. He's an old pal of Sean Wayne. And I reckon that Sean Wayne may have had some influence by saying, look, I want you to bring one of the best stars of the past to the forefront to coach the National Combined Nations All-Stars so that he realizes that it will be a hard, tough game. You don't want to run away. Uh, it's not a practice game. This has got to be full on. This is like the trial. Remember in the olden days, you used to have the possible, the possibles and maybe the regulars or whatever. Well, this is it. This is his only chance. And it will be rough and tough. And so it should be. Because it's not going to be easy when the World Cup comes around, is it? No, not at all. And, and Ellery is a, a deep thinker about the game. I was privileged enough to sit next to him at the grand final last year. And, and he still thinks passionately. He still thinks deeply about the game. He coached, of course, Great Britain himself in 1994 for the Ashes against Australia. He coached St. Helens five years later and got them to and won the grand final before it, he left the following season. He's been a consultant with Castleford, coach of Doncaster, got them to promotion, and he's back. He's back in the in the game, and I think it's a, a masterstroke that, you know, post it down as Ellery versus Sean Wayne. I think it'll go down a bomb. We might actually get a few people to the ground. I think there should be a good crowd there because it's going to be uh, the last opportunity, really, um, to get involved and forgive Sean Wayne the, uh, the ability to address you know, who can handle the pressure. Sometimes when you go into the international uh, field, it's a little bit higher than what you get, say, in Super League or whatever, uh, because the nerves can come into it. Young kids can say, you know, am I going to do okay? Will I just hang back a little bit or will I go to the fore? And, and I'm sure, uh, I might be wrong, but I am sure that it, Sean Wayne has applied a bit of pressure and said, I want the opposition coach to be someone like Ellery Hanley because he knows Ellery Hanley will say to the boys give it to them that's what we need I think it's a masterstroke I'm not sure whether I'm right but it wouldn't surprise me if Sean Wayne has just applied a little bit of pressure and said he's the man that should coach I mean let's face it he applied the pressure for Tim Sheens last year and they lost to Tim Sheens All-Stars they did they did, 24-22, uh, the All-Stars won. And uh, certainly Sean is wanting to get England ready for October. This 30-man squad that he's named, Steve-O, for this match, seven new faces. They'll meet up next week, actually, for the first get-together. Jack Wellsby, Lewis Dodd, the two youngsters at St. Helens, fantastic. Kai Pierce, Paul of Wigan, fantastic. Yeah. 
Harry yep. Newman of Leeds, exactly, exactly the same. Jake Wardle of Huddersfield, Matty Lees, Liam Marshall. They complete the uncapped newcomers. Anyone else that you would have liked to have seen in Sean's squad who's not there? I think all you have to do, Eddie, is look at those players that have missed out. Forget about the ones that he's selected. He wants to lay and say, right, I've put the glove down. I'm going to take you as a challenge. You've got to show to me that I was wrong in not selecting you in the 30-man squad. And he's made it quite clear ever since he took on the job that just because you miss out on the squad doesn't mean to say that you won't play in the World Cup for England. He's made it absolutely clear. And this is going to be a humdinger. This should have a huge crowd because this is going to be one of the best games of the season. Well, I personally, and I agree with you, by the way, I think it'll be a, a cracking contest. What? what yeah, I do. That? I agree. I agree. <laughs> I must have taken the tablet this morning. <laughs> Will Price for me, Jake Connor, Widdup maybe, Gareth Widdup, Ash Handley with the tries against uh, Wakefield in front of Sean on, on Thursday. Mike McMeekin at the minute, ripping it up as a prop forward for the Catalan Dragons just now. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right, he has said the door is open to everybody. I wonder if Ellery will pick any of these. Because Tim Sheen's, I think I'm right in saying, he picked McGilvery and Connor in his All-Stars team last year. There's no reason why he shouldn't pick some of these England players who are on the sidelines. Eddie, I don't think you're listening. I'm sure that the two coaches for this game <laughs> have got their heads together and said, there's, look, there's no, in my opinion... There's no point in dragging someone out for the All-Stars that are not really in the running at international level. So he's it, it, laid down the gauntlet. I've said that. It's got to get that. And the, com the combination of the two coaches will give them what they want. I mean, they're, they're good mates. You know, Sean and, and, and Ellery, they've been good mates. They know They know each other. And why not? Why not bring this sort of situation to a head where it's it's going to be bang, bang, bang? This is going to be a tough game, and why not? This is this is eighty minutes where you can make sure that you're going to play in a World Cup. Probably that and the the the, the pre World Cup warm up. The only chance that these players have got to actually rubber stamp their name in Wayne's 17 for the opening match of the World Cup in October and talking of October and the World Cup that was named last week as the deadline when the realignment of the game Super League and the RFL coming back together again will finally be sorted out now this has been a well it's been like the foresight saga this uh, I don't suppose many I don't so many of our younger listeners will know what on earth I'm talking about when I say the foresight saga hey, well, hey listen hey, listen <laughs> a lot of the if the younger younger people are uh, listening to this podcast they don't know who you and I are so forget about the foresight that's true, that, that's true. Yeah, dearie me well, well, okay. Well, well, it's been a longer-running soap opera than Coronation Street. Oh, blimey, they don't even know that who they oh, are. Dearie, 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 dearie. But, but, <laughs> but, to be, but, but to be serious for a minute, they are going to form a new joint venture company to handle all of the game's commercial interests, including media rights and sponsorship. And it is reported that IMG could be brought on board so that new strategic partners, uh, as new strategic partners rather, to handle 
all of that. IMG has got huge contacts globally, already involved with several other sporting bodies. This looks, providing it comes together, this looks like a really, really good move. Certainly does. I've got fingers crossed, toes crossed, because we need to follow in the footsteps of other sports that have done exactly that. Given the opportunity and selecting a committee, a board, call it whatever they want, that is not associated with any of the Super League clubs. That is the best thing that has happened in rugby league in this country for many, many a day. There is no self-interest. The only interest is success, and that means getting more money into our game so that we can increase the value of our game and attract more and more people to play the game, junior level, right the way across the board. I am so pleased that common sense has finally been achieved Instead of having two governing bodies, we now only have one. And the clubs will run the game. Someone else will run the finance. Couldn't be better. Well, we're talking about finance and hopefully the, the coffers will be you know, boosted by whatever deal they can come up with in the future. You only need to look to Australia, Steve-O to realise how important the cash is, their multi-million dollar TV deal. And it all starts. It all starts in the NRL <laughs> this weekend, doesn't it? It sure does. And uh, remember, I remember three weeks ago, you said, oh, you know, a, these, these warm-up games will be, will be classic and all that sort of thing. Uh, it, it's just a trial out. Now, last week, it wasn't a trial out. It was virtually taken very serious. All the clubs put in their best teams. It's what they do. They have two games where they build, try the youngsters, see what they can achieve. And then when it comes to week before the, the kickoff, they then get, in, get involved. Uh, I can't wait. Look, uh, we all know the quality over there. I'm hoping that my old club, Penrith, will retain the trophy. But it won't be easy. It never is easy to retain the trophy. No, it is not down there. It, it seems to be a little easier up here with the three peats that we've had for Leeds and and the Saints uh, in recent times. But um, Penrith start against Manly on Thursday, one of three games live on Sky Sports. Friday, we've got Brisbane and Souths. Saturday, Wests against Melbourne. Uh, it, I mean, it's a delight. There is a massive amount of rugby league on the telly this weekend. Well, I've got a few bottles of wine chilling, Eddie, <laughs> and uh, I will just relax and watch it. Uh, even at times, uh, I, I still record it because I, like I like to watch it live and then I like to watch the recording and sort of try to analyse which team is doing this and which team is doing that. And I would imagine... And it would surprise me if, if all the coaches in this country, it doesn't matter what league you're playing in, uh, should be watching all these games. They should be trying to pick out and learn something from it. Even junior development teams, even uh, amateur teams, the best way to learn about the game is to watch the stars. And let's face it, it's, 
it's just stardom out in Australia. And it, it is the Premier League of Australian sports. I am slightly concerned for you, though, I must confess. I've just looked at the fixture list. And you're getting the wine chilled. Have you got a problem? Have you got a problem that you need to tell us about? <laughs> Did you not hear that I record <laughs> them as well? <laughs> You're backtracking now. You're backtracking no. now. Oh, dearly me. Anyway, what's it, what's wrong with a sniffer in the, in the morning? Oh, a little heart starter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, no. just, just, just to get yourself going. <laughs> but uh, but uh, talking talking of news down in Australia, it's uh, I, I know most people would have would have read it. Perhaps is that uh, uh, Sam Burgess has been given a heavy fine and a lengthy NRL suspension from all the antics that uh, over the past two years I think everyone has been involved and they know uh, sort of the the Sam Burgess saga as we call it um, he's been fined $30,000 uh, 12 weeks suspension which of course is, is already done and following the breaches in the NRL rules South Sydney the club he was playing with has also been fined twenty thousand uh, dollars, mainly for not notifying the NRL integrity and compliance unit over incidents that included the former rugby league star. Um, the one good thing is that the thirty-three-year-old um, is now capable of going to coach at top level anywhere in Australia. At the moment, is the coach of the Mid North Coast Orara Valley. Axemen, and evidently my reports are he's doing a fine job there, and it just makes me wonder, Eddie, whether will one of the Super League clubs out there, will I don't know, the New South Wales Rugby League, will they offer him a contract to come into the top level, or will they, they will? just? I've I've no idea, Eddie, because it's a there's a, there's a lot of things going on negative about Sam. There's a lot of things going in positive. So I really, I've, I've got no idea. But South Sydney, as I say, being fined 20000 for not notifying uh, those people that run the game, um, maybe it would, wouldn't be a good idea to bring him back into the, into the, into the club itself. But um, look, he's a great bloke. I know Sam very, very well indeed. He was oh, born yes. in my old town, Dewsbury. He's and, a lovely lad. And I wish I wish him all the best, and uh, I do hope that eventually, that one of the um, NRL clubs will say, you know, come on, come on board. I mean, he was assistant coach uh, to Bennett at South Sydney in the time when, of course, he had to retire because of the shoulder injury. Um, and look, this this lad has got a lot to offer, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. And another thing. We talk about the explosion of the the women's rugby league in this country, Eddie, but it, it, it's gaining pace down in Australia. But we've had one bad incident. Um, a St. George Illawarra women's team, a winger, Madison Bartlett, has been referred to <laughs> the officials for allegedly biting an opponent. Well, let's hope there's no biting. Let's hope there's no major incidents this weekend because we're going to get square eyes, Steve. You've already got the wine on, on ice ready for what's to come. There are those three NRL matches from uh, Australia plus four 
Super League games on Sky this weekend. It's about time that the boys on Sky reinvented our slogan, the Rugby League Channel. After all the brouhaha about Channel 4's arrival on the scene this year, come on, Sky, fly the flag again. I agree. I can't believe it. That's one all then this week. <laughs> Two agreements, one all. Brilliant. But look, just take it easy on the wine while you're watching these early morning kickers from Australia. Make sure you're there next week. And we'll see what on earth transpires over this next weekend. Always good to catch up with the old boy. See you next week. Take care.